Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Tommy Talk. My name's Juan. You all know my Chikomi partner, Anthony. And this is a judo podcast for judo players by two judo players. So, Anthony, it's been a while since I've seen you last. How you been doing? Uh, I've been pretty good. Busy with work. I was expecting to uh, have a lot of time to watch judo and jiu-jitsu videos, but I've been, like, slammed with work, which I can't really complain about. You're one of the right lucky now. ones. You're yeah, one of the lucky ones to get to ones. work from home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Yeah. It's a little busy, but it's good that we can get this podcast in again, just so I can get stay in touch with judo. Yeah, so we can talk about some judo things. Uh, just to let people know, we are thinking about trying to do this judo podcast like every two weeks, so it's about a twice a month podcast. Uh, if we don't get twice a week, I mean twice a week, if we don't get twice a month, we're at least going to do one a yeah. month, all right? Yeah. So, so before we start, yeah. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Dave Roman at the Judo Chop Suey podcast. He gave us a shout out and I'm sure if you're listening to this you've probably heard of them because there aren't that many judo podcasts out there mm-hmm. especially an American based one so thanks for the advertisement that he kind of gave us so <laughs> yeah. if you haven't heard of them um check out his podcast great great we're gonna do shout outs I'll give a shout out to uh, my catch wrestling coach he actually had me on his podcast talking about judo and catch wrestling and he actually advertised for us on his show as well. So if you look for Catch Wrestling Alliance podcast, you can see us on oh, there. I'm you can see me on there. Yeah, I want to check it yeah. out. I'm yeah. In catch Wrestling. Yeah, you can actually uh, check his stuff up on YouTube, just like us now. We apparently have a YouTube channel now. We got our first episode out. Yeah, yeah it was been, it's been a pain because they flagged my ch- the channel for something and I had to like dispute it and wait like a week before <laughs> it restored it. Yeah. Yeah, with the things I've heard about YouTube is that um when it comes to martial arts and fighting and doing that type of stuff, they think that's too violent sometimes. So if they think that's uh, promoting violence, they'll flag you. And you're not allowed to say certain words now. So I didn't upload any videos yet. It just flagged <laughs> yeah. me the moment I created the account. So I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. We're not stealing anybody's name, I think. So we should be good. I don't th- there, there's a hockey podcast called, was it hockey? Toronto Maple Leafs? Uh-huh. Tatami Talk. They call it Tatami Talk. I don't know why they call it that, but interesting that's the only other podcast that shows up when you search up the time you talk so really all right well that's our competition that's a hockey podcast all yes. right well well i guess since we're here in southern california we represent the kings so watch out all right <laughs> LA Kings. <laughs> all right well just to let people know who we are and stuff like so my name's juan i'm one of the instructors at hollywood judo i'm a third degree black belt in judo um, the reason I got into judo is that I grew up grappling. I grew up wrestling. I started wrestling in, in uh, fifth grade, wrestled all the way to college. When I got to college, right before I got to college, I hurt my knee. So I didn't get to go to the school that I wanted to, but I still wrestled. And I kind of, um, I wasn't getting what I wanted from wrestling anymore. So I tried doing other grappling styles. I did what was cool and what was a hip thing to do. So I tried Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I tried a little bit of submission wrestling. And um, it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I actually got into fully judo. Like I had people tell me, Juan, you'd be a really good judo player. You'd be a really good judo guy. You like throwing guys. You got a really aggressive action-based style. You'd be good at judo. So with me, I didn't start doing judo until I was actually, um, this is way back when Little Tokyo actually used to have a real cherry blossom festival. And they had martial art demonstrations. And one of the demonstrations was, I believe was from um, Al Sharp, a judo player. And during his demonstration, I really liked the throws. And he said, if you're taught judo by the right judo, by the right, um, by the right sensei, judo has great uh, ground stuff, great nawaza, and it has great tachiwaza, great stand-up. 
And I then after I looked up into judo and I found Hollywood judo. And I've kind of been there ever since then. I travel around other dojos and try stuff. Did you start at Hollywood judo or you you actually went to some other dojos first? Well, I actually tried judo in college. There was a PE course for judo and it wasn't like real judo. It was like people wearing sweatpants and t-shirts. And now being how much I know judo, I'm like, man, that guy did not teach judo that well. But it wasn't the... It wasn't meant to be like real judo. It was meant to be a PE course, people to learn how to do certain yeah. throws. So it wasn't until I went to Hollywood that I really got into it. But when I first looked into judo, I went to a couple other dojos in the LA area. And I just like Hollywood. When it was close to me, super close yeah. to me. <laughs> like, That's how you're if you ever know where Hollywood judo is, I'm like super close to Hollywood judo. But um, yeah, I just like the atmosphere there. The sensei was cool. Uh, sensei Emmy, back when he was still alive, was the head instructor, and he was really polite and nice to me and my friend Matt that we both joined there. I met Sensei Gary, met Sensei Moss, and you know, I just, I just like the atmosphere there. I went to some other ones, and they just didn't seem that um, friendly and nice. And I just, yeah, I just liked that, that was the vibe I got, too, when I moved there. But I, yeah. I, So I posted our podcast on Reddit, and one of the comments we first got was like, are you Anthony or are you Juan? So I, I think <laughs> it's pretty important to differentiate. Juan is the guy in the picture wearing the black belt and I'm, I have a brown belt. So Juan is the Mexican. <laughs> Anthony's the <laughs> yeah. Asian guy. Yeah. All right. I, I don't Juan think... is the black belt. Anthony's the brown belt. <laughs> well, I also had to, I didn't upload the picture yet. So oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So at, that, at that point we didn't have the picture up, but now we have the picture up. And oh, now, uh-huh. now there's video. So I guess there's, less confusion yeah yeah so anthony how did you find judo and how did you come to so, it so i as you know i grew up abroad um my parents got sent to hong kong for work and my mom forced me into judo basically because i actually saw people kids in my school practicing taekwondo after class and i asked my mom to let me learn taekwondo and she's like that's too violent i don't want you going out there starting fights and punching people so you're going to learn judo instead because judo is the way, the gentle way. It's more gentle. And I think she, she was, I might offend some people, but I think she was thinking of Aikido. Okay. <laughs> so she, okay. Um, so she actually sent me to the, at the time, there was only one YMCA in the whole Hong Kong. And um, she sent me there for uh, Sunday judo classes. So my family would go to church at YMCA and I would be getting thrown by other kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually look, went back and looked it up, and they don't have that Budo program anymore at YMCA. So it makes me wonder what happened to my old sensei. Um, Maybe retired. Yeah, but I, I wasn't a fan of it. I remember I actually did get into fights with certain kids, some kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I I put a I threw a kid, put him in Kesakatame. Yeah. And he just started punching me in the face. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do That's that. So you need so, to learn some ground and pound to go with it. So when you're in Kitsukatana. Yeah. <laughs> so I told my mom, I'm like, I, I don't want to do judo anymore. I think it's kind of boring and it's useless. Because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, kids class, you're just slapping the mat over and mm-hmm. over again. Like yeah, teaching yeah. a Japanese style. Traditional Japanese style. We were doing a lot of repetitions with Kemi. So I told my mom I didn't want to do it anymore. And she said, okay, you're going to have to do one judo tournament. If you still want to quit after the judo tournament, then you can quit. Yeah. So I guess the scene there was pretty small too because I fought a girl that was twice my size and she was a blue belt. Uh-huh. I, was, I was a yellow belt at the time. She was a blue belt. So she threw, she threw me, put me in Kesagatame, 
and I was thinking about punching her in the face. Oh my God. Yeah, I, Please tell I, me you didn't punch her in the face. I, I didn't punch Please. her in the face. Because I knew- you gave, her, I, you gave her a little neck crank though, didn't you? Getting kissed on you a little neck crank there, weren't you? A little no, catch. <laughs> I, I knew it was against the rules, but I remember looking at the clock, the, the um, Osaikomi countdown clock, and then I'm like, <laughs> if this was a street fight, I'd be punching her in the face right now. Just yeah. like that other kid did to me. So I told my mom, like, I, I'm going to quit judo. So I, I just quit. But mm -hmm. over the years, I still- watch judo in the olympics and i kept up with judo still um i didn't train it but i, I still watched it from time to time when it was on and i remember it clearly um i saw kose anyway's um uchimata one day one day on youtube mm -hmm. um the one he did on funny enough um was a canadian guy i went to with the seminar oh Nicholas Gill. Nicholas yes Gill. so i saw him do uchimata on him and i'm <laughs> like i'm gonna go learn how to do that so yeah um, that's what everybody same. sees. Everybody yeah. sees the uchimata. Like that's what I want. I want that's that. I want. I want the uchimata. <laughs> so I, that, at the time I was living in Austin, and um, I was like, I'm a, I also want to do kickboxing and Wing Chun. So mm -hmm. I did all three, and I was only going to pick one, but I ended up keeping up with all three. And the only reason I ended stopping Muay Thai was because of my knee injury, and I stopped Wing Chun because I wasn't big fan of the teacher we had yeah. out here and also the la traffic is just too bad i, I, <laughs> I don't have an, when i was in austin i can drive from one place to the other no problem yeah. but la i would have to it would be a full-time job yeah but if people don't know anthony doesn't live in la proper he lives about 30 to 40 minutes without traffic la so when he comes yeah. inside la it's usually about an hour or more to get inside yeah so i ultimately fell in love with judo again Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why I stuck with it. I didn't. I picked. I picked judo over the other martial arts. I still train yeah. by myself at home, like mm -hmm. like the kata and all that kind of stuff. I kind of do it at home sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I plan to start kickboxing again when I my tie again when after my knee surgery at some point. So, yeah. which this virus is delaying. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always good to be well rounded, like. Like I said in the first podcast, like I'm a karate black belt, also I'm a judo player. I did MMA back when I was younger. I had 10 fights. Um, but what I stuck, why I stuck with judo and why I didn't stick with BJJ and why I like catch wrestling is because I like the aggression. I like the action based of judo. You know, as soon as we grab up, we fight. We only have a limited amount of time. Where if you go to a BJJ school doing some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it's a lot of wait, wait for the right moment, wait for the right time to attack, you have to wait for this. And um, I, I, well, I think you have to it, find the right school. Just have yeah. to find the right jujitsu school. Yeah. So that's why I like judo. Like, it's very action-based. You're standing up. You're fighting the entire time. When you're in the ground, it's limited time also. You have to be in a pin or going for submissions immediately. So that's how we got into martial arts and stuff. And that's how we both found Hollywood judo, how we found each other. So <laughs> why, why did you stick with judo, though, over other martial arts? Like... Like I, like I said, I like with comes to grappling, I like the aspect of the action based of it. Uh, most starts, most fights start standing, like they always say. Yeah. So even with my wrestling, uh, if a guy knows how to sprawl on me hard and I can't get the double and guys on top of me, that sucks. But if I get a good body lock on a guy and I throw him, there's really nothing much you can do if he's in the air. So I just, I, like I said, I always like the action base, um, the action, the, the, the furious nature of judo when you're fighting somebody your, your nawaz is really good too 
yeah, your yeah. groundwork. And I'm always like surprised that you're not like going to a jujitsu school nearby. Uh, work on I've, that. I've thought about it, but you know, just doing judo and catch wrestling is enough grappling for me. I thought about uh, doing some BJJ on the side for fun. One is too expensive for me for stuff that I already know, yeah. just to get another belt and something else. And I, if I really want to practice something, I can practice with somebody at the dojo. I can be like, hey, let me try something on you. Or, and I train with some BJJ black belts at the dojo while we train with some yeah. high-level brown belts and some stuff like that. So I really don't need it for the most part for me. But I thought about going. Like, I know you do it. You do BJJ on the yeah, side also. I do it. And then I tell you, teach, show me what you learned. I'm not that good, obviously. <laughs> I, I think Nawaz is one of my um, weak points. And mm -hmm. that's why I went to a BJJ school, because I want to, I think judo is both stand-up and groundwork. And obviously a lot of places like the, the yeah. Nawaza part. So it I depends on who your teacher is and how they teach, you know? Yeah. But so, I, I don't want to do the whole butt scooting thing either. So it really... <laughs> Like, uh, I, I was looking for a BJJ place in Austin for the longest time. And couldn't, between the price and yeah. starting standing and also, like, the good, like, the atmosphere, the, the culture of the gym, like, I just couldn't find one that fit me until I moved to L.A. Yeah. It's tough. Like, when I was in college, the place I used to do uh, submission wrestling and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it was 100 bucks unlimited classes. You can't find that nowadays, oh, yeah, and you, you can't. can't find that anywhere at all. The closest I found is I did find one um, BJJ place here in Koreatown, actually, that were doing a $20 mat fee. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, well, maybe I can go there and have some fun, maybe once a month or twice a month or something. But now we have this global pandemic happening, so I can't really train at all. <laughs> yeah. I, I just so, hope, like, after this is all over, that um, schools will survive because we need them around and i think judo actually being non-profit based and they don't have most places don't really have rent to pay it kind of makes us a little more resilient compared to the jiu-jitsu schools mm -hmm. well let's go into some of the stuff about this global pandemic so as we say so we live in los angeles or we live in la county and stuff southern california and for us we're on lockdown right now so for us the lockdown is supposed to end on may 15th and that's for right now, mm -hmm. at this time that we're recording this, two weeks from now. So once the lockdown ends, it doesn't really mean that we can practice yet. With the way um, our governor, Governor Gavin Newsom, has put it that um, gyms aren't allowed to open until stage three. Yeah, he divided up into like four stages, right? Or, yeah. yeah. So gyms, nail salons, the spas aren't allowed to be open until stage three. So that still means we're still far away that we can't practice. So but, I, I don't um, know if gyms include, I, this is what I was thinking when they released the plan mm -hmm. is they still, they said you still have to practice social distancing with yeah. gyms being open. They're assuming you're going to like, like uh, fitness clubs and like, like a, keeping your distance with people, but yeah, grappling yeah. grappling's different. So I wonder yeah. how that applies. Well, we're going to put bunny suits on apparently mass and eye gear and stuff and we're gonna well, do I'm, I'm joking i'm joking did, did you see the, the instagram videos how they're training in japan they're training they're training with masks, with, with masks and yeah, they have yeah. they have hand sanitizers next to the, the mats basically i could see that and they're well, making it's funny people shower before and after practice that's smart you know, what yeah. i've discussed with some other judo players and stuff about when we start grappling against some of my catch wrestling friends 
is that with most places that I know when they start opening up, what they plan on doing is getting those fancy thermometers. So they check oh, your uh, head and yeah. see. Yeah. I had to, they had to do that when I went to the grocery store. Yeah, I've had to go to, uh, I know what grocery store you're talking about. I've had to yeah. do it a couple of times there now. <laughs> but so what, what some dojos are going to do is that they're going to make you take your temperature before you come in the dojo. Uh, you must wear a face mask. So everyone's going to have to wear those fancy bicycle ones, probably, that stay in your face. You can't get the paper ones or they'll fall off. You have to do that. Uh, you have to wash yourself, wash your hands and face before you practice, which is going to be tough to make everybody do. Yep. But when you start practicing, that partner that you get at the beginning of class, that's your partner for the entire class. You're going to be with one person the entire time. No switching partners, except for the sensei that are going to be helping See, out that, people. I think that's kind of pointless, like, unless you have the same partner all the time for like the rest of the year, I think. Well, by the time that this is over, I think it will be at the end of the year. But um, I think Gracie Baja outlined something similar. They had on their website, they actually um, outlined the plan and they're actually going to put down like social distancing mark tape down on the uh -huh. mats. So you're not, uh -huh. you, you can't get too close to another group. Yeah. And that partner is the partner you're going to have for for like the entire time, not just the class. I think it's yeah. like, I, I don't want to say for life, but you're marrying them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like for the foreseeable future, that's going to be your partner. Mm -hmm. And um, in the middle, they're going to have like Zoom classes going on for people yeah. who still don't feel comfortable training, coming back to training. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Um, I don't want to see a second wave of this coming back. Um, well, it's going to happen. In t we're going to have waves of it happening until we get. Um, a vaccine or testing yeah, yeah. vaccine think, and testing for everyone or quicker I, testing yeah you, you can actually apply for testing now in la i think yeah right now we're testing everybody in la now you don't have to have show symptoms or not they're just testing people yeah so i might but, do um, that yeah yeah but back to like how people practice what um i was discussing with some other people was that so when you start class when you're gonna have to make a reservation so there's only gonna be allowed uh 10 people per class either 10 people yeah, I think we were talking about like doing 10 people per class. So there's going to be five groups of people. So you're going to already be social distance because there's only going to be five groups. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be one instructor or two instructors or what's going to be going on. And that um, we were going to start limiting class. Um, instead of classes being two hours, doing a one-hour class, mm -hmm. that way you could have two classes a day with a half hour in between to wash the mats. Okay. But, but so you have to make so a reservation. Are you going to extend the class hours now, the dojo's hours? Well, yes. We're going to have to go in either a half hour early or stay a half hour later. No, I mean, or, like, if you're limiting the amount of people, would you, yeah. like, instead of doing six to, six to nine, we're going to do, like, four to, nine, four to ten, and then each we have, like, a session every hour or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I feel you. I feel you on that. But we'll either do... Uh, since our normal class time is from uh, seven to seven to nine is our normal class yeah. time, we would most likely either do six thirty to seven thirty, clean the mats, let people get out, bring new people in, and then do from uh, eight to nine. Do that. So we're just dividing classes. up. We're not. We're not actually extending the hours. No, no. We're just changing the times. Instead of making one two-hour class, would be two one-hour classes. We have the luxury of being able to extend the hours that we choose to. Just yeah. a lot of other places don't have that luxury because yeah. they share spaces. So, and the one thing that's gonna be difficult for people when they start doing this is that, like jujitsu classes and catch and all these other places, you're probably gonna have to make reservations. You have to sign up on a list to be there. Yeah. Like, 
don't know if you can do first come first serve because I know like you know how it is some people come yeah. late to class all the time so what do we do if someone signs up for class don't, don't come up. and we have one person short do we have like yeah. a standby list a standby call <laughs> well then that's kind of the whole the whole purpose of having that one partner for the rest of the session right well you would have you'd be stuck with well whoever you start class with who you're going to end class with that's just how it's going to be and who knows who's going to come back anyways how many not like, how many people are going to come back but how many are going to be eager to get back to grappling so soon yeah you know i know like your wife is very nervous about it so i know yeah. she's gonna let you out the house you know she's gonna make me sleep out in, out in the garage <laughs> yeah in a, in a tent <laughs> my wife doesn't really have a choice like i might I'm just kidding, see what I she's might, gonna listen, but... she's going to listen to this. And... <laughs> <laughs> she might have something to say, but I don't know if I'll do what she says, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So that's how things are going right now with uh, grappling and how school pandemic's going on. So we'll see how things change on the 15th, if we'll be open or not, if we extend it to the end of May. Hopefully... I think they're going to extend it because people are ignoring the social distancing guidelines still. So they're probably going to extend it again. Kind of like the what's happening in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. that sucks but you know, all we can do is try to protect ourselves and protect who we care about so please everybody out there listen to this social distance wash your hands cover your mouth and if you can cover your eyes too get some sunglasses or something so you don't get people coughing your face so so let's talk about stuff that people can actually do to work out themselves you know so right now you can't work out with other people. You can if you have someone you live with or someone you trust yep. that you can work out with. But a lot of us can't. My wife gets mad when I do Nawaza with her. I don't know why. <laughs> you know, it's not I'm not doing eat to her. Does your roommate do too though? He does, but he's lazy. He's as lazy. He's as lazy. You just like picking on your wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's an easy Uchikomi partner. Yeah. I can do a lot of uh, katagurumas with her, you know, <laughs> throw on the bed. <laughs> But uh, like I was saying, there's things that you can do to work out by yourself. So I know, uh, so if you want, uh, one of the best things you can do is actually get a chikomi band. You know? yeah, uh, not have, everyone I can have. Well, I have right some there. bands right here, yeah. <laughs> those are car bands that you got from Daiso, okay? <laughs> I <laughs> no, know those. <laughs> I, I ordered on Amazon and actually took a month to get here. So. For a month, really? Yeah, I think I you can get those at Daiso for $1.50 for cars. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so one thing you can do, the best thing to do is get Uchikomi band. Now you can get the fancy ones that actually have the gi on them already to help you with the grip. Uh, they cost like, how much did we get ours at the dojo for like, what, 70, 90 it was bucks? like 70, 90, 70, yeah. 70 bucks, yeah. 70 bucks or something. You can get those online. If you can't, you do what Anthony did and just get some regular rubber bands, which is fine also. Those are great things to work out with. We call them resistance bands. Resistance um, bands? Yeah, I, you know, I have the Uchikomi bands, which is like a rubber tube. And then this is like actually a loop. Yeah. So I can I can actually step on it to keep it you, stationary. You stole that off a car, didn't you? That is a car's <laughs> step on it. <laughs> so kind of works as weights, and you, there's a bunch of stuff you can do with it. You can YouTube YouTube it. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But if you can't if you can't get bands, when the, you just go old school, get your old belt, get an old belt, get an old white belt, or just a belt you don't care about anymore, and just put it around a tree, put it around a pole, and just do what you come with those things, which is um great to do. That's what I do sometimes. Like I'll take my belt with me, put it around a, a light pole. I'll do Chikomi's in the park when I'm go running, running away from the cops. I don't want them to catch me, give me a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think 
a lot of people probably have talked about it before, but I wouldn't recommend, I don't think any of us would recommend beginners try and do advanced moves with these bands because then you would kind of drill into muscle memory these wrong. You, you wouldn't know it when you're doing, doing it wrong and then you would just yeah. develop bad habits. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the prerequisite is that you know what you're, you're doing with this <laughs> exercise. If but, you're a beginner, then you should just be doing yeah. practicing your combs, just entering, getting the band right yeah. here, enter, pull back, pull back and stuff. That's what just, I tell the kids in our cap class is to just do the movement, but not the hand movements, but no footwork. Basically. Yeah. That's a great way to get a workout that way. Yeah. You know, if you want to get advanced and if you know how to do it, a really simple other thing to do is just do Uchikomi against the wall. A lot of people, I actually showed it to my catch wrestling friend of mine. I do certain judo steps and Uchikomi's on the wall and he just blew his mind. Like, what do you mean do it on the wall? How, how, <laughs> how do you know the wall? Like, what does that mean? It's like when you talk to somebody that yeah. doesn't understand no gi judo and they're like, what do you mean throw somebody without a gi? You're like, very easy. Over under hook most of the time. <laughs> but... <laughs> So I showed him like how to do stuff on the wall. How you do Osotogari, how you do um, Uchimata, Harayagoshi and stuff, even Taitoshi on the wall. And all you need is a wall. You know, you have that anywhere. You can do it. You, you made some videos, right? Home. Yeah, actually, if you go on my Instagram, actually go on my Instagram, which is- Maybe the, you should just upload it to our YouTube channel. I could. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I it might. <laughs> Yeah, but a if lot you of my, people are it, producing content, but everyone does it slightly differently, I noticed. Mm -hmm. So you should pick the one that works the best. Yeah. If you go to my, like, if you go, so if you go to my Instagram, the GRA underscore Juan, um, I'm putting videos up there maybe once or twice a week of things you can do on your own. All you need is a wall, rubber bands. I put up someone today about how to, not today, I put it up yesterday, actually, of how to use duffel bag. And it's the workout yeah. that I like to do. And I just fill a duffel bag up full of geese, my belts and stuff, just make it nice and heavy for myself. And I have an old army duffel bag, so it has that, that little rope on the it's top like of the those, side of it. Uh, it's like those Bulgarian uh, bags that the, a lot of national teams use. Yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you seen Shohei Ono use it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that stuff yeah. before. Yeah, I, I think it's old school. I, I like doing yeah. it. It's fun. I like to do Iposonagi with the Katagruma, Ogoshi. But even just using duffel bag or just any gym bag and stuff, you fill it in there and you can just work on techniques, just grab it on the side and boom, throw it. Sumo wrestlers use it too. I Who was uses actually, it? Sumo wrestlers. I was watching oh, uh, a sumo training video where they're uh -huh. they were squatting really low and doing like squat blocks with a with um with a, a bag, basically a uh -huh. duffel bag, and they were doing yeah. it down outside the hair, which is a stable they train at. And you'll see like this old woman riding, riding past them with her <laughs> with her bike, with her bike, with her groceries, and these uh, two more wrestlers are like. <laughs> they didn't grab the old woman, put them on their back also, and start walking <laughs> with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, I, there's is that what you've you been? Do. Is that what you've been doing to stay in shape? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I like to run a lot. Like, I love. I like running at night. That's what I do. But I got threatened by a cop that. Um, because when I go running, I don't wear the mask like you're supposed to. Oh, I thought you got stopped because by the cop because you were wearing that mask. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't wearing. So when I go running, I don't wear my mask because it makes it even harder to breathe and stuff. Yeah. So I like doing hills and when I run, like here in my in my neighborhood. So a cop saw me, asked me why was I wasn't wearing a mask, and told him because I'm jogging right now. He said I had to wear a mask anyways. So he said, if I see you again, I'm gonna give you a ticket. So then I was yeah. like, I ran to another place. I went to this alleyway that I like doing wind sprints at. And another cop saw me there a couple, a few days later and said the same thing to me. You should wear a mask though, because that's when you're <laughs> exhaling a lot. But so. I'm not, 
I run like at nine, ten o'clock at night. So I'm not running around people. Yeah, really. you keep doing this job. <laughs> yeah. So I actually bought a bike. I actually bought a stationary oh. bike for my house. Oh, I've been I thought using you actually that. bought a bike. No, no, not a not a go out bike, like a stationary oh. bike. And it's actually worked out pretty well. I use it like 30 to 30 minutes to an hour almost every day. And then I'll lift weights. I do some yoga. I do some chikomi with my bands, you know. That's what I do. And the weekends, I'll go to the park. Well, I won't go to the park. I'll go to a secret place I go to. That's not a park exactly. All right. I'm <laughs> going to tell me the place. I'm going to dial <laughs> send a text yeah. in. <laughs> send the cops after me. <laughs> well, I'm with my big ass duffel bag on my back. <laughs> Ah, they had they found me. <laughs> I can't run. This is too much. <laughs> what have yeah, you been I, doing? I I've been trying to do the uchikomi all that stuff, but my knee's been popping out. Um, wow. Bit. Yeah, so it's getting looser. Have you been wearing your brace like I told you to when you worked out? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way because the brace I mentioned the brace stops it from popping out side to side, but it's popping out forward backward. So the brace actually doesn't really do much. Um, it actually makes me more confident than i think i i should be yeah and it actually is worse so i actually don't wear it um so i've been doing a lot of um just squats i've been working on assist pistol squats um mm -hmm. trying to strengthen up that knee for surgery um yeah i wanted to run but every time i run my knees just, just hurts a lot so yeah um i fixed my bike up the other day because i had a flat tire and i couldn't take it to the shop because of the everything's being shut down did you blow it yourself build up your lung lung power and stuff <laughs> you'll take me forever <laughs> um but yeah i need i need to work on my cardio so i'm probably gonna take the bike out to ride the, it's a road bike i got it as a president uh-huh i've been riding mountain bikes all my life so i have to, okay it takes a while to get used to I, when I you go out remember to wear a mask when you go out okay i remember will. to wear a mask yeah. okay that's one thing i do that i don't like about the stationary bike that i got mm -hmm. i don't feel that my cardio I feel it's giving me a great sweat. Like I'm actually surprised how much of a sweat I'm getting from it. But I don't feel my cardio is being built up as much as when I do normally run by my like just go out here and run. What are those machines that the MMA fighters use? The ones with mm -hmm. it has a fan and you're cycling on the oh, fan, but then you yeah 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 yeah. It's, uh, I can't remember what those things are called, but it's like elliptical we, and stuff. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but everyone, I my old jujitsu gym had one. And that thing was good. Like uh -huh. I know why they use it now. Like yeah. I, so, I don't think I fit one of those things in my house. It's too small. It's actually like you know how our dojo is elliptical. Yeah, it actually takes up less space than elliptical, and I think mm -hmm. we should replace the elliptical with that. That would be much better. But yeah, we all have to deal with limited space right now. Yeah. So yeah, so like I was saying, you you can still do judo stuff at home to work out, do normal working out, yeah. or just work with the bands. Weights. It doesn't have to be judo related. You just have to stay in shape because yeah. I think if I go back right now, I know I were to spar someone, I'd be gassed out. But I think we're all in equal terms <laughs> unless someone's been secretly training in the mountains or something. Well, I have heard about them having some speakeasy jujitsu clubs right now. Some jujitsu clubs really? staying open and just having practice. Because some people just, they're worried about staying in business. They're worried about losing customers. Yeah. They can't pay rent. But I worry about places that are doing that because... They, <laughs> The average ticket I heard is from $200. The ticket is going to cost from $200 up to $1,000. Wait, you're, so, you're actually talking about a speakeasy that's charging you a fee to come and train with them. And, yes, and yes. Like, that's oh. why <laughs> I'm still charging you to train. I, I thought you mean they're just like, okay, I thought you, you, you just mean they were secretly training, but 
you, you're making it sound like you got to know someone yeah and they'll take you to this like hideout <laughs> <laughs> well i wouldn't be surprised if they have that too like there has to be people training jujitsu 200 per session is that what you're saying but what are you saying 200 dollars per session or are you saying oh month? not per session but probably like their okay. monthly dues and monthly fees oh i thought i because... thought it was literally like prohibition style where they jack up the price because <laughs> you can't well you can't i get you get some people crazy people that would probably do that i bet but I did see an interview with a guy saying that he needs to pay his rent and that his landlord raised the rent on him right before this stuff happened, didn't agree to lower it. So he has to do this and he's willing to take yeah. the chance of getting a ticket. So to me, it's like if you have five guys rolling right now, so that's at max, that's a thousand dollar ticket. Okay. So you got each yeah. these guys all now getting a thousand dollar ticket. You're getting a thousand dollar ticket. Now you got to pay your rent, which is what? Another two, three thousand dollars. So is it worth it yeah. really? But I mean, like for me, I have a garage. Cops can't really say anything. No, if you're a private area like yeah. that, if you're a private area by yourself and you invite some friends over, or yeah, whatever, and do especially you have a nice back garage where it's behind yeah. that house. People can't look at it. People can't see it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, some people actually ask me. They text me and they're like, "Hey, no, you have some mats in your garage." And <laughs> I'm like, "No." <laughs> hey. I was thinking about it back when this stuff first happened. Like, we can get together, do some judo at yeah. your house. I was thinking I that, how, too, honestly. But I know how your wife is now, so I know we can't do that. We have to Lysol ourselves when we come in, Lysol when we come out. Yeah, she, but then it's she also makes you burn of, your clothes, doesn't she? I, no, that's my mom. <laughs> it's kind of hypocritical, I think, if um, I, I were to tell people to stay home, and especially the kids and stuff, and then you go do that in your backyard. I think it's kind of hypocritical, so I, I think I can not. Uh, hold off for a bit and um, mm -hmm. work's been keeping me busy. So like I said, if I really, I should really start watching more um, judo and jujitsu videos I have uh, saved yeah. up. I've been, I actually have this subscription called um, Grappler's Guide. Have you ever heard of them? No, no, what's that? So you pay it one time, I bought it on sale. So I don't know what, how much it costs now. It's probably like close to 200 or 180 or something. but. Every Black Friday, they kind of have it on sale for like eighty or ninety dollars. So I bought it mm -hmm. like two years ago. I never had time to go through it. But there's this guy. I think his name was Jason Scully. He um, does a lot of uh, videos for beginners and advanced and intermediate students. He and he actually keeps adding content. It's not like a monthly fee, like a lot of the stuff out there. Yeah. It actually is a one-time fee. And for the amount of stuff you're getting out of it for that one-time fee, it's insane. And he invites all these guests to come on, like famous mm -hmm. grapplers, to do like some videos and seminars and kind of stuff. So um, I'm still going through the fundamentals section um, just to brush up a bit because even though I know most of it, sometimes you miss like some of the details. So oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going, I'm going through it. But yeah, I recommend people check it out if uh, they're kind of getting captain fever or if they want to improve their the Waza game. That's, There's uh, definitely things like yeah. if you're a well, one thing I always recommend, like one of my favorite judo newazoists is um, is Kashiwazaki. Yeah, he, you can actually find his videos on YouTube. Like, that, uh, there's only bits and pieces of it though. I've been trying to find where I can buy the full video. I well, I know back in the day you could find his entire videos on YouTube. But many things have changed, so you take him down stuff. But if you can find Kashiwazaki stuff, he has amazing judo newaza. And it's stuff there's like he goes in the throws into Nawaz immediately. He doesn't throw and then wait. He throws and immediately into Nawaz, which is what I like in my first All the all the Japanese judoka I've seen do Nawaza stuff that he does. And I wonder I'm I guess I'm not old enough to know, but I wonder if he kind of invented it and people are copying him or 
It could be. Whether people it's just like something that Japanese do. He has great stuff. And I've like, when I teach, like there's a lot of stuff that he does that I've watched his videos over and over again that I've brought to my game and I teach people. But that's a great thing also that we we're talking about is like ways for people to train is um, I see a lot of jujitsu schools and some judo clubs also doing Zoom classes, doing stuff where they're doing live streams on Instagram, live streams on Facebook, uh, doing up, doing more um, videos on Facebook, on, uh, on YouTube. So there's things out there people can watch. And there was something that I was actually thinking about doing also for Dojo or just for me personally, I put it out there. But I didn't get enough people interested in it. So that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> that's why I'm just doing yeah. the one minute videos on Instagram so people can see stuff to work out on their own for Niwaza and Tachiwaza. Yeah, it's like I see a lot of jujitsu schools doing Zoom classes and like that's cool and stuff. But um, judo is not the same. You need, you need first of all, it's, you kind of need have to have a partner. And no, you don't. You need a duffel bag or you need some rubber bands. And that's there's, so you... <laughs> there's only so much you can do, and you can maybe hold like one you or two classes, right? But five hundred iponseo nagis, okay, in a duffel bag. <laughs> and also, you need you need more space. Like my my room here is not that big, but. I could do jujitsu here. I can yeah. practice chokes and all that kind of stuff, but I, I can't do judo. Like you can totally do judo. You can I'm totally big, do judo in your room. You I'm can big totally and do tall. judo in your room. I'm big and tall. I'm gonna knock something over <laughs> in here. So um, well, that's why you need more coordination. <laughs> no, judo definitely. Tra Travis Stevens talked about it briefly in one of his interviews. I think it's like judo, jujitsu. You can do it anywhere almost because it doesn't require that much space. And yeah. Worst comes to worst, when you get too close to another um, training pair next to you, you just kind of like kick them in the head, probably, right? <laughs> but judo, you, you might throw someone on top of someone else. So, yeah, that's the dangers we take. That's just us get up. And and a lot of the kazushi comes from movement. Yeah. So you can't really, you, you can just, you're limited to doing stationary in a small, cramped space. I think it's more up to what you're, like there are certain moves you're more um easy to do like you can totally do iponsonagi you can do uh taitoshi haragoshi hanagoshi and stuff with with uh uchikomi bands or just with the belt or like i was saying with a duffel bag you can actually do uh kochigari and ochigari just on the wall you can also do with ropes and rubber bands as well which people when i tell them that they're like what do you mean i can do kochigari on a wall it's like very easy what do you mean I can do Ochigai on the wall? It's pretty easy. Just kind of, I wish I can demonstrate right now, but if, again, if you go to my Instagram, I'll put up the video soon of stuff to do. But there's ways Post to practice YouTube. Judo. Post it on the YouTube. I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the description to your Instagram too. So. Uh -huh. Yeah. So have, have you seen have you seen how small some of the the well the machi dojos in Japan are? Like some of the really cramped spaces that they do judo in. No. No. I know we had a guy that was visiting us one time saying his dojo is really small. Yeah, That's like what he, what did he have to learn really well to do? You can actually find YouTube videos of some of these places. It's like literally like the size of this small office I have here. Like mm -hmm. you'll have four people doing judo in here. Yeah, and it's it's just nuts. And then sometimes I think like maybe I'm going on a tangent here and going off topic, but sometimes I think whether they have they can exploit the Kazushi so much because they are used to these small cramped spaces and they don't need these big movements to, to throw people. But that might be a different topic. Yeah, fighting in a phone booth. Why not? Yeah, I fighting like in a phone booth. All right. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to bring up? No. Uh, since we're using Zoom, it probably is a good time to end anyway because uh, 
going to kick us off in, oh, or, are in, they? Like, in like five minutes or something. Cause oh, are they? Okay. So yeah, it'll, it'll kick us <laughs> off and then we'll have to rejoin and get another 45 minutes out of it. All right. Yeah. All right. So thank you everybody watching today's episode. I know to Tommy talk you know, to you guys just talking about judo. Um, please follow us on our, um, you want to follow me on Instagram. You follow me at uh, the Jerry underscore one. Anthony, is there anything you want to put out, plug out there? Yeah, my Instagram is Anthony Throws. Um, we'll put it in the description. Um, I want to get like, I, I guess follow us on YouTube too. Because yeah, we can't. Some features are locked until you get a certain amount of subscribers. I think, so. All right, so cool. So yeah, please follow us on Instagram. Follow each of us on Instagram. Follow us on YouTube on our channel to Tommy Talk. You can also follow us on. Um, there's only two aspects we have to oh, follow. So you can you email can... us with feedback um, at uh, tatamitalk at gmail.com. So if you oh, have any we got an email address too now, apparently. Or questions. All right. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, have a great workout out there, guys. Thanks for coming. Thanks for watching. Have a great stay day. Stay home and stay safe, everyone.